Purple Room in Alfreda, Georgia. Welcome to the Prepare My Mission podcast, where our mission is to equip you for an effective mission trip abroad. We do that here by having honest conversations about what it looks like to live out our faith, not only on the international mission field, but here at home as well. Sitting across from me is my wife, Terry. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, CJ. And in this episode, we will be discussing what we should do, not just say, in response to the refugee situation. Then we'll be playing a game about Christmas movies. We're going to have a little fun to wrap up the year. And finally, we'll be updating you on what new content we have on our website. And with that, let's get started. Welcome to December, yes. the the home stretch of the 2015 year. Uh, I haven't seen you in about a month since the last time we recorded the podcast, right? Well, uh, so we only see each other when we record. Yeah, we only see each other. We only hang out when we record Apparently. the podcast. It's part of our, our, our marriage uh, agreement, right? Yeah. Something like that. I'm kidding, but... How was your thing? No, that's a lame question. I, I because you were with me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what was your favorite side dish uh, during your Thanksgiving meal? Favorite side dish? Um, I mean, hands down, the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese that you made yes. and brought to Thanksgiving? <laughs> Can I say that? We had Thanksgiving at my dad's, and you yeah. brought mac and cheese, Actually, and the mac and cheese that you brought was your favorite well, thing. I take it back. The green bean casserole was... Was it right good? up there. There you go. I well, my like favorite side dish was the mac and <laughs> cheese you. because you made it. Uh, and that's how a great marriage works. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, so this is our last podcast of the year. Uh, and we are, we've are we got somewhat of a heavy topic. Um, and then we're going to move into just a, a game that Terry's put together to yep. wrap things up for the year. But before we get into uh, the conversation I have a quote of the episode Ooh. for you, which we've been, I've enjoyed these. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quote uh, is from my friend, Andy, Andy Stanley. <laughs> We're best buds because mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. Right. So that's how you become best buds with um, it's anybody. Official. Yeah. Uh, so my friend, Andy Stanley from the internet uh, says that the value of a life is always measured by how much of it is given away. Uh, so the value of a life is measured by how much of it is given away. You know, the thing about, uh, funerals, so <laughs> wow. I thought I'd really, really, really starting heavy, are we? We're starting heavy. <laughs> is that no one ever talks about, um, the, the, they only talk about the, the, the moments of your life and the things right. in your life that you gave away. They don't talk about the car that you drove or how much money you made. In, they talked about how much title. you invested your life yeah. in others and in your family and in your friends. And that's, that's good. That's true. This was the way that Jesus lived. So, yeah. yeah so that's the quote of the All podcast. Right. We could have a whole podcast on that if we wanted to, but that's not what my notes are about. <laughs> so we're going to move on, uh, and we're going to move on uh, to our featured conversation, which is what we should do, not just say, in response to the refugee crisis. Keep listening. we should do, not just say, in response to the refugee crisis. 
So we're actually going to start off our conversation with a listener question. We typically save listener questions for the end of an episode, but, uh, but this, this question just kind of sets up our conversation really well. Uh, and our question is from Lee, uh, and Lee emailed us and asked, I'm just wondering what you guys think our response to the refugee crisis should be. These refugees are the types of people we usually go serve on mission trips, so I naturally want to help them, but I'm not sure what our response should be as missions-minded people. Well, Terry, <laughs> full disclosure. Loaded question. We've, we've tried to record a conversation about this several times already. Right. And we keep restarting because this is a really tough thing to figure out and talk about. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to yeah. try and meddle through this um, and keep it simple, honestly. Um, but this is this is a tough situation because it's, and we're hesitant to, to talk about this at right. first because it's political. Yeah. And we don't want to get political. Which is why we've restarted this <laughs> many times. <laughs> yeah, but we don't... We got, well, it's but so easy to go that direction. Politics are not in our wheelhouse. Right. Mission work is. And that's where we, where we want to stay. But for whatever reason, this, this topic, this issue has been so picked up by politics yeah. um, that it's, it's hard to look at this any other way yeah, uh, than a true. political thing. So we're going to do our best <laughs> to take off politics... Uh, and put on our biblical uh, lenses, mm -hmm. if you will, um, <laughs> and look at it, it that way. But just have grace as we kind of muddle through this because it it's not easy. Yeah. So Lee's question, uh, how should we respond as missions-minded people? Uh, it's great, but before we get to that level, mm -hmm. how about we just respond as people? <laughs> so what was your initial reaction um, to to the situation the what was your what was your thought um for me initially it was just i didn't really know how to respond um yeah. i wasn't sure how to filter it because yeah. it, it is such a political issue and this has been going on so long right. we talked about this months ago we did. uh on a podcast about the the syrian refugees now it's become a real big issue right. as we filter whether or not we should help them based on uh, kind of the issues going on in, in the Syrian community and that kind of right. a thing, right? Yeah. So go ahead. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. I mean, honestly, that was pretty much it. I just, I wasn't so what'd sure you say? where, I just wasn't sure where to start, you know? Um, I didn't know how to filter this and, um, you know, what angle to take because there is so much chatter about yeah. it, you know? So my initial thought was, uh, I did know how to filter it because <laughs> the political people I follow told me how I should filter it, right. uh, which is, this is scary. This is dangerous. Uh, we don't need to help them. We don't need to let them in to our country and that kind of a right. thing. And so that was my initial reaction. And we're not going to get into whether or not they should be here or we, yeah. they, we should help them there. That's not what we're about. Uh, that's the political side, right? Mm -hmm. But I realized in those moments that I was filtering it either through my own lens or a political lens right. and not through uh, a biblical lens right. or the lens that Jesus might look at this situation. Right. So let's do that instead, right? Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> instead of seeing it through the political lens, we're going to see it through the lens of Luke 6. Uh, and in this, uh, in this chapter, Jesus, Jesus goes crazy. <laughs> and he says things that 
are completely unreasonable. Right. And he says things that are so over the top that uh, chances are we'll never actually do them uh, because they're so <laughs> challenging. And it's things like love your enemies, uh, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And then later on in that same chapter, he says, do to others as you would have them do unto do you. Unto you. golden rule. <laughs> um, and then just to tack on even more scripture, um, in Matthew 25, Jesus says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. That's good. And that's a lot of, t- and obviously the gospels are right. full of that, right? Yeah. When we're, from where I was coming from, I'm going to let you talk. Okay. I know I'm on no, my soapbox. <laughs> uh, where I was coming from, like uh, kind of looking at it through my human and through my political lens, these verses did not line up. Right. That, um, that these are so, what Jesus is saying is so over the top and has such disregard for uh, my feelings in it mm-hmm. um, that it, it's hard to process. That's and true. What do you, uh, how do you uh, lay these verses over this situation? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you were right on that these verses are so um, not about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That we we can so easily make situations like this about how we feel about yeah. it. Like Jesus, don't you know that uh this is going a lot right. better than our previous <laughs> <laughs> recordings by the way. I'm feeling good about this. 18 takes uh yeah. did it. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about, but uh Jesus is has such disregard for for me in this right. that I'm supposed to bless those who curse me. Like, right. are you kidding me? Do you know what they've done to me? Um, pray for those who mistreat you. I feel like that's the one in this that we're all like, oh yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Praying's kind of easy. I'll just, I'll pray for them. Uh, but blessing those or, or doing good to those who hate mm-hmm. me. What is doing? Like if I actually think about that, doing good to those people that hate me. Right. Is like that means I've got to go out of my way. I've got to give yeah. them my time. Maybe I've got to give something to them, like or my money. Mm-hmm. Like who? No one does that. does that. Yeah. And it's so dramatic and so over right. the top that I'm honest. Like the temptation is to consider what Jesus says hyperbole. That it's a dramatic example, and the reason. Uh, it's almost tempting to look at it as hyperbole or that he's just mm-hmm. trying to make a point is because doing this stuff literally, like literally blessing and loving people that hate me right. is really, really <laughs> difficult, <laughs> right? And yes. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. But what do you think about these yeah. verses? Well, honestly, I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, the temptation is to say, okay, you know, he's just taken this, you know, we'll take this with a grain of salt to a, to an extent, you know. Right. Um, but but we all also know, but and what I'm, you know, I think we both believe that, you know, what what Jesus says, he says it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that you're right. You know, he is literal in this sense 
but it's difficult. And so it's much easier for us to just take it as hyperbole. And just like you're saying, I do think, yeah, it's easier to take it with a grain of salt because when Jesus says things like do good to those who hate you, he doesn't qualify that with anything. He doesn't Mm -hmm. say as long as they're not uh, putting you in danger, as Uh, long as they're not (laughs) making you uncomfortable, as long as they're not, you know, outnumbering you or something like that, because in this situation, basically what, what Jesus is saying to sum it up is love is unreasonable. We love no matter what, no matter what's at stake, no matter what it costs you, we yeah. love. And that's the that's life that point. Jesus modeled, right? right. And great. in this situation, all right, now I'm rolling. <laughs> so in this situation, I'm used to love costing me my time right. and my money. Like if I'm going to... Uh, love you well, I'm going to buy you flowers. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to cost me a little bit of money. If I'm going to love you well, it's going to cost me my time because I'm going to watch an old Christmas movie (laughs) in black and white or something like that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it's the same from a missions perspective. Like we're used to investing our time and money to serve overseas. That's usually what the cost is. But this is a hard situation and this is where the rub is. Uh, that in this situation, loving people and uh, doing good to those who hate us or doing good to those who curse you or whatever is going to cost me my comfort and security. Right. That I'm not used to love putting me in danger. Yeah. Does that make sense? Taking you so far out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So that's why why it's hard, especially in this situation. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But I think that um, and it's good to have conversations like this because that shouldn't stop you just yeah. because it's hard, you know, and I think that's a great challenge for us. I think, yeah, I think to kind of sum it up here and kind of move on a little bit, mm-hmm. um, what I think what we have to decide if we're trying to approach this from a missions minded perspective, which is really just a biblical perspective, right, right mm-hmm. is was Jesus being, did Jesus literally expect us to love those that hate us and serve those that hate us and do good to those who curse us, that kind of a thing? Mm -hmm. Because if he did, then when we lay this over this refugee situation, it doesn't matter how scared we are or how, um, or how much danger it puts us in that kind of a thing. Uh, there's, there's kind of one answer and that's that we, we serve and we give and we love no matter what. Right. So, and that's where I think we should stop. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> you can get into what's the wise thing to do as far as, does that mean we serve and love them here? Or does that mean we serve and love them overseas right. or whatever? But that's the political side. Yeah. But from a biblical perspective, um, if you literally take what Jesus, if you take what Jesus says literally, I don't think we have... If we, if we call ourselves Jesus followers, right. we don't have much of an option. It's true. It's just that we have to get over um, putting our own comfort and security uh, in danger a little bit, right. if you will. Yeah, that's good. Well said. So, but the name of this podcast <laughs> uh-huh. is called, uh, of this podcast episode is What Should We Do? not just say in response to the refugee crisis. Mm -hmm. And this is where we introduce what I affectionately call the Jesus juke. Mm -hmm. So what should we do? Honestly, it's a global issue. It's a massive issue. 
it's not something that any one of us can really tackle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, personally. Right. Um, I mean, you can call your congressman, I guess, or something like that if you really wanted to or send a letter to the White House, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then get put on some government screening list exactly. for the rest of your life. But so what should we do? Uh, we should be more like Jesus. Mm. And that is the answer to this podcast. That's your Jesus juke mm-hmm. right there. Uh, you just got juked. Um, but what that really means is uh, it's not just be more like Jesus. It's in response to this crisis, what we should try and do is align our mind and heart with the mind and heart that Jesus had. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, taking a step back from our political views, taking a step back from the way it makes me initially feel as just a human, and trying to uh, put myself and insert myself into the the heart that Jesus had right. uh, when he approached this. That's what I think we should do. So probably the best way to align uh, our hearts with the heart that Jesus had, mm-hmm. I think, is to serve locally. Yes. Uh, I think that's one of the best things we can do. And we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to give you seven reasons to serve locally this Christmas season. Keep listening. Well, Terry, Uh we just introduced (laughs) the Jesus juke. Uh, which is what we should do uh, in response to the refugee crisis is try and practice acting more like Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That's probably the best thing we can do, uh, just so that we can see these situations from his perspective. Exactly. And the best way to do that is to serve locally, Mm -hmm. I think. I think when we serve and we insert ourselves into those situations, we really develop a heart of compassion. Um, And so here are... Seven reasons to serve locally this Christmas season. These are pretty lame, so just <laughs> no. hang in there. Uh, but but these are just uh, what we came up with, yeah. just to try and encourage you just a little bit to get, to get out there and practice some of these. So what's the first reason to serve locally? Yeah, so the first reason is that serving aligns your heart with that um, of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Could you say that one more time? That. I was thinking ahead. Um, reason number one is that it aligns our hearts with the heart that Jesus had. Yeah, so it's just what we were just talking yeah. about, right? So Jesus was a servant. You know, if you want to be like Jesus, you should be out there serving. I'll be like Jesus. <laughs> All right, what's the second reason? We're going to crank through okay. these because we have a game to play. That's true. Um, the second reason is that it creates a habit of serving. So yeah. it, it creates in you a servant's heart. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> Unless you want to elaborate on no, it. No, we're good. Yeah. I well, I mean, when you serve a lot, it creates a habit. Of- right. Um, number three is that you already know the culture. So um, if you're going to be serving in your area, you, you kind of know what to expect. And Yeah. You know you, what the needs are. Exactly. You know where the food pantry, hopefully you know where the food right. pantry is. Right. But it's accessible. Yeah. yeah. You know the culture. It's easy. That's right. a great reason to serve locally. Yeah. Uh, the, the fourth reason is that you have more time. 
especially in the Christmas season or holiday season, we tend to just have a little bit more free time. Yeah. School's out. You yeah. maybe have a couple of weeks off from work. Exactly. If you don't work retail. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's tough there. Yeah. But Most okay. of us have more time. Uh-huh. Um, number five is that it's inexpensive. Um, all it really takes are your, I mean, literally, it's just some of your time in your hands. So wait, hold on. <laughs> Pause. You're going way too fast for me, Terry. <laughs> How much? I don't have to raise three thousand no. dollars to go serve downtown Atlanta. You don't. It's free, other than maybe the gas that get there. But wow, that's a deal. Yeah, so that's a very easy one. Um, number reason number six is that it's easier to find volunteers and uh, and even you know finding facilities. People usually around this time of year are um, organizing volunteer opportunities or advertising that they need more volunteers. Yeah. So it's usually easier to kind of find I out what I need more volunteers. <laughs> I'm advertising volunteer positions. Yeah. But I mean, really, like like right now, my, my work is collecting. We did a food drive and now they're collecting toys for tots. I mean, there's just always an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then the these last are These one, are great reasons. So... I don't think we already said this. This is probably in one of the original <laughs> recordings that we've re-recorded over several times because we're trying to get this well, but done well. But um, but this was actually the original topic we had for this podcast yes. was seven reasons to serve locally. <laughs> and aren't you glad uh, this was it not the been entire a short podcast. podcast? Or maybe you are wishing it was a short and podcast. A lot of bunny trails. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. And the very last reason that we think uh, you should serve locally is that it practically shows family and friends the impact and power of serving. Yeah. I think, yeah, serving overseas is a lot of times pretty intangible for friends mm -hmm. and family. Yeah. This is a really easy way to show uh, people around you what it looks like and what it, what it can do. Yeah, I think it's great. Those are seven awesome reasons to serve locally this Christmas season. If those reasons don't convince you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Those are just the only reasons, the, the greatest reasons. Yes. Okay. To wrap this up, and then we're going to play a game, which I'm excited about. Um, we just wanted to encourage you, if you are like serious about trying to embrace the mind and heart that Jesus did, and you do want to intentionally find a place to serve, we have a great resource for you. It's our podcast. Uh, if you scroll back to episode 20, we actually talk about how to find a place to serve and what uh, basically questions to ask yourself, which will help you identify those areas uh, to serve in your community. So it's not just a random Google. You can actually kind of, oh, you know what? That's kind of where I think I should go and we'll help you out with that process in episode 20. Cool. cool? So in closing, to kind of wrap this up um, before we play our game, when we to kind of recap the past couple of sections, when we take the time to serve locally, uh, it really does better align your heart with the heart that Christ had. Uh, and since Jesus was all about pouring his life into the hurting people around him, we should, we should do that too. And then when we embrace that mentality, when we're faced with these larger, more dramatic moments like you know, the Paris crisis or the refugee crisis or something more close to home, like maybe a family suffering, uh, the loss of a loved one or a single parent struggling, you know, mm -hmm. with to make ends meet, we'll be more likely to serve and love the way that Jesus would. Mm -hmm. So, but it's these smaller moments when we practice serving that really set us up for success when these bigger things yeah. uh, roll into our lives. 
hey, if you have a question that you'd like answered, uh, remember all this conversation actually stemmed from that original question, which we talked about like 20 or 30 minutes ago now. Um, uh, if you have a question, you can email us at podcast at preparemymission.com. Or you can send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can just Google or search Prepare My Mission and we'll pop right up. With that, we will move on to a less serious time where I dominate a game that Terry's bringing to the table. Keep listening. and very timely to create a little game in the Christmas spirit. Okay. So the game is I have 10, uh, 10 quotes okay. from different Christmas movies. You have to guess the movie. Is this multiple choice? No. <laughs> oh, boy. So okay, this but is a what real I did, test. Yeah, <laughs> but what I did do, they're all very popular. I mean, it's like the you know most famous movies. Um, but what I did, I, I have, on most of them, I have two quotes. The first one is, ooh, you have to know, you probably got to know the movie to know it, and then the second one should give it away. So I'm going to, we're going to start with the hardest I quote. have seen like three Christmas movies. I know, and that's why I needed to do this, because we're, we're really going to test your knowledge here. <clears throat> okay, yeah, because so. I, avoid, I avoid old Christmas movies. Because I've seen them a thousand times when I was like six, and I'm which gonna probably, that probably right means now. I'm not going to remember them at all. <laughs> um, but if it's from like Elf or something, maybe you know, maybe I've got mm-hmm. a chance. Okay. Christmas with the Cranks. We saw that last year. <laughs> Terrible movie. Yes, it is. Uh, but go ahead. Okay. So the first one, quote A, is. Okay. Not now, Arctic Puffin. That's easy, Elf. Let's move on. (laughs) Ding, got that right. Do you want to know the other quote I picked from that movie? Sure. Because there's so many in Elf, it was hard to find one that wouldn't give it away, right? Okay. Francisco. That's fun to say. That's fun to say. Yes, yes. Okay, so you got one. That was easy. That was a giver. Okay. All right, number two. One point on the board. That's right. So what happens if I get like six out of ten right here? Well, you got to get them all right to win. <laughs> okay. So you basically, win. barbecue I'm... chicken tonight for dinner. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. Number two, it's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. That's, uh, it's Home Alone. It is. You're right. Just because snakes give it away. Of course, the second quote I picked for that was keep the change of filthy animal. Of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So you got two. Uh-huh. Good. Very good. All right. Number three. What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. It's it's an old black and white movie. Uh, I do have a second quote, but I'll okay. If you can I, get I, it. I, you want the second it's, quote? Is it uh, is it the black and white movie? <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> All right, second quote. <sighs> Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Yes, I know. What is uh? <laughs> You don't know the name of it. <laughs> it's hard when there's a microphone in front of you. It's what's the give me what's the black it's and white? A, it's a wonderful life. Yes. There you go. All right, I'll, uh, I'll kind of two and a half points. Two, yeah, <laughs> two and a quarter. <laughs> okay. okay. What's the next one? All right, number four. 
Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Ah, oh, the Santa Claus. Oh my gosh, you were good. Nailed it. <laughs> um, what was that? That's the scene where maybe he's like looking at the, have you ever seen a million dollars before? Yeah, when he has and the globe no, or something. No, but it doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the second quote is, Denny's is always open. <laughs> I probably would not have gotten really? that one. Oh, man. That's, my, that's the quote I always say from that movie. All right. Number five. Oh, what, I'm at good. three and a quarter now? I'm going to update yeah. my score on my computer. Oh, is that what you're doing over there? Yeah. All right, three and a quarter. All right, number five. <clears throat> this, okay, there's a name in this one that's probably going to give it away, but it was the safest quote I could find. <laughs> it's a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving throughout the entire year. Clark, <laughs> I wouldn't have got it without that. <laughs> Christmas vacation. Yeah. It was, like, it was hard to find a good quote from that one that was appropriate. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but that one is that is funny. Okay, so you're good. How many? Four and a half? Four, four, and, a four and a quarter? I'll take four and a half. Updated four yeah. and a half. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, number six. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, Man, really. I have seen Maybe a lot of Christmas movies. it just movies. needs a little love. Uh, it's the Charlie Brown Christmas. And by the way, I think Charlie Brown Christmas is on tonight uh, at like 8 o'clock. So we need to wrap this up this so we, we can... we do. We need to get downstairs and watch that. Okay. So Good. I've got Man, five and a half. really impressing I've me. seen a lot of Christmas movies. I guess so. I guess. Um, you had me fooled. Okay. I had I'm... myself fooled. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number seven. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, Man, means a little bit more. You're just picking all these easy ones, huh? Well, <laughs> the, the rate you talk about how much you don't watch Christmas movies, I figured I'd be kind. Yeah, you know what? The Grinch. Yes. Nailing this. Yeah, yeah. You're pretty easy on me. Okay. But it's true. I, I didn't think I'd seen this, this yeah, many Christmas movies. It's true. All right, number eight. Uh-huh. This one might... Maybe you should start with the harder quote. Well, this one might might trip you up. Okay. Okay, number eight. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. First uh, uh, Kings 4, 12. <laughs> <laughs> well played, but no. Uh, so, uh, faith is what? Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. Miracle on 34th Street. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Did I get it right? Yes. That's the only one that I don't think I've really seen that is a Christmas movie. Okay, we're going to play this game again another next year. It's going to go very differently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number nine. I I don't, I can't even remember. I picked the last two quotes. (laughs) I I can't even remember what Miracle on 34th Street is. It's the other black and white one. Okay. There's an updated one with Matilda or something, but I think I've seen that one when I was a kid. I don't know if I've seen the really old one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll put that on the list. I've seen it. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, number nine. God bless us, everyone. I know the quote. Oh. Is that not the same? It's a Wonderful Life? Mm Mm-mm. God bless us, everyone. (sighs) I... Honestly, don't know what movie that's from. All right. Hey, give me the other quote. That I only have one for that one. I thought you would get that. <laughs> I don't know what movie that is. I know the quote. It's it's the movie where the is the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future. Uh, Home Alone two. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Uh, Scrooge. Yeah, A Christmas Carol. A, okay, there you go. So, all right, so I win that one. Okay. You win because you stumped me. <laughs> and then I don't think you'll get this one, but we'll see. Oh, great. 
These Can't mashed wait. potatoes are so creamy. I would love to know, by the way, if anybody knows what movie that is <sighs> before I say it. Um, do you want them to email you first? Yes. So we're just going to sit here no. until people start emailing. Um, is there another quote? Nope. These mashed potatoes are so creamy. That's how she says it. I feel like I've heard it before. I have no idea. Give me a multiple choice or something. I don't think you've seen this movie. Okay, so what is it? I guess I lose. Yeah, while you're sleeping. That is, it's my all-time oh, favorite, man. so I had to include it. It's like falls in the sleepless in Seattle category. It's yeah, just but it's like, a Christmas ugh. movie. It's so is good. It? It's a comedy too. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It it's is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy like The Notebook's a comedy. No. Okay. So I got seven and a half points. Right. Does that mean I win? It means you can watch Charlie Brown tonight. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, that was fun. So that was the way to wrap up this podcast in this season. Um, so. Let's move on to, we're going to roll right into uh, the end of the podcast here where I tell you what, thanks for, thanks for, bring, yeah. for bringing that game. Do that what was, I can, you know. That was, <laughs> that was interesting. Um, okay. So what's happening on the website? This is where I tell you right before we end the podcast, what's new on the website. And what's new is that we have an updated brand new find a trip page. So we used to have hundreds of mission trips listed there. Uh, we started this about a year ago, um, but we've completely revamped it. We realized that there were so many choices. Uh, it was overwhelming. There's so many different organizations, and we've stripped that way down. So now uh, we have only a handful of organizations, like four or mm-hmm. five maybe, yeah. and a few dozen mission trips. And basically the reason why we did this is because we wanted to make it simpler. Um, but two, we also wanted to only feature trips on that page um, that we could personally vouch for. So every trip uh, from uh, every organization that's offering trips on our new find a trip page is an organization that we have personally served with, interacted with, volunteered with, uh, gotten coffee with them, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like we personally know what they're doing and can vouch for them and recommend them. So if you're looking for a mission trip in 2016 and you've kind of done that Googling thing, we're like oh, mission mission trips near me or mission 2016 mission trips and you get 10,000 results and you don't know where to start, you could start on our find a trip page because you can trust that uh, we've, uh, we've kind of looked at the way they do missions overseas mm-hmm. and they're, they're rocking it. So if you visit preparemymission.com, you can click on the find a trip button at the top and see uh, some of the trips that we're recommending for 2016. So it's a great time to start thinking about it. Uh, you can start uh, kind of getting those fundraising letters done before mm-hmm. uh, before the Christmas season gets too busy. And hey, you could even send some letters out. Uh, one, you're ahead of the curve, so you're going to be getting things rolling before anybody else does. But two, you can be like, hey, you know what? Instead of a Christmas gift... I'd love for you to make a donation to this mm-hmm. trip. That's a great way to get a jump start on your fundraising for 2016. So go check that out. We'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, and that's it for this podcast. We will have another podcast for you uh, in January, the first Tuesday of January in the year 2016. So that's the future. Mm. <laughs> Uh, between now and then, uh, be sure to uh, check out that new Find a Trip page if you're interested. And hey, while you're there, 
like three buttons over, I think it is, to the right-hand side, there's a button that says Tees, as in T-shirts. You can click on that. Uh, check out the T-shirts and stuff that we have to offer. Uh, and uh, if you are interested in one of those T-shirts, we've got a little Christmas code for you. Uh, if you plug in the coupon code CHRISTMAS, uh, while you check out with one of the t-shirts in your cart, uh, you'll save $3 uh, on a t-shirt. They always have free shipping on them, but you can get a great deal on a t-shirt. Uh, they make great gifts, so if maybe uh, your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or just your friend mm -hmm. is uh, mm -hmm. into mission work just like you, it uh, makes a really cool, unique Christmas gift for them. So go check those out. Uh, you can also check out the show notes for this podcast as well as previous episodes of the podcast at preparemymission.com slash podcast. Finally, if you visit our home on the web there, you will find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our, our Pinterest, and our Instagram. Uh, and you can connect with us and be encouraged by posts all week long. And we also have a Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So search for us on Snapchat at prepmymission. And that's it. Until next time, I'm CJ. I'm Terry. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in 2016. Thanks for listening.